Hey friend, welcome back to Mama's Mission. You're with Deb and you're probably thinking, what? I've already heard from you this week. You have. You're not going crazy. Yesterday was part one of this two-part interview I had with Kara Walker and we talk about money. All things money, how it relates to our kids, how we should be talking to our kids about money, teaching them about money, and even how money relates to Jesus. It was a really great interview, and I pray that you are super blessed by it. Hey friend, welcome to Mama's Mission. Here we unpack the mission of discipling your kids into a real and loving relationship with God. I'm Deb, and I'd like you to think of me as your spirit stirrer. Is that even a thing? It is now. I want to stir your spirit up and inspire you to get intentional about discipleship. Mama, your role is more than making snacks and nagging. I mean, encouraging your kids. There's a greater purpose you need to work towards, and that's leading your tribe to know and love God. If you're ready to ditch your overwhelmed, discouraged attitude and get more clarity and inspiration on raising Jesus-loving kids, this podcast is for you. So grab a coffee and maybe a sneaky treat kick back and get ready to be inspired. And I think the next question I have, I think you've probably touched on it. How can we teach our kids to steward their money well for God's kingdom? We've kind of touched on, you know, just the basics of finances, but how do we get them to steward it well for God's kingdom? I think connecting an outcome to money. Like, for example, uh, my cousin was part of a church plant and they were working on the children's program and they were working on teaching the kids to give, but not just vaguely like bring a quarter and give it into whatever offering plate or something they did there. It was I think they did something that was kind of like a spin like a wheel and where it landed was where the kids were giving to what charity that month or something like that they had they had more people than at our church so they could get a chunk and then like if the kids gave they could be a part of seeing what was bought and what was being given to the charity or something like that or even just having conversations with your kids like you're at church and they saw a video about I don't know, a well being dug in Africa. And later you talk to them and you're like, you know, when people talk about giving or donating or tithing or whatever, did you know that's what made that happen? And we don't always have the connection. Or sometimes I think we think, oh, well, yeah, obviously, like the church just doesn't have uber amounts of money. Like, of course, like donations is where that came from. But does your kid really know where something came from? Or even the fact that they had snack time at church did you know that comes from if it's part of the church budget and the church is grown from people giving to the kingdom of god like did you know that you get to learn about jesus and have your favorite snacks because people gave money like i think it's just like it depends on their age right you know how much they would comprehend but i think it's just being excited about it and actually literally telling them that is where this came from and i think we don't always remember to do that Yeah. And so how much do we actually get excited about money and be all excited? Like, that's so cool that this money was put into that activity that you loved. You know, did you know that's why it came to be? I think. And then tying it back to doing it for God and caring for God's money. I think think that's cool to have those conversations because I have, you know, talked to a few adults who have been in the church and okay, maybe they haven't been there that long. 
but they really don't have an understanding of tithing. Like, why do you do it? I've looked a little bit into it and, you know, what we have is not ours, it's God's. And all he's asking for is the first 10%. So we give that, but then it's also the practicalities. Okay, the lights, you know, who's paying for the lights to go on? Who pays for salaries? Like that kind of thing. I think it's cool to make our kids aware of that. You know, we have to pay to kind of get this thing functioning. I love that. Absolutely. Do you mind that I insert something real quick about tithe? Oh, go for it. So I've actually been learning this a bit more and I am 100% on board for like the giving the first fruits, you know, the 10%, the whatnot um, to the church. But I've been learning more lately on how actually in the Old Testament, the Israelites, there was there was some calculation done because they would it would also be like not just money, but like livestock and other things. Mm. And then they would do offerings and all this stuff. And it was some average that it was like more than instead of 10%, it was like the average Israelite who was involved often gave a total of about 23% of their yearly income and involvement. Yeah. And I'd have to find the exact source for that because I want you guys to not believe things unless there are sources. But it was something of a higher percentage. But also in the New Testament, as I've been going through it and such, I've been going, where did this exact 10% come from? And there are stories of like the first fruits and like the first 10% and like different things. But also statements in the New Testament talk about God loves a cheerful giver and giving what you decide in your heart to give. And I also kind of want to challenge your listeners. There's not a definitive like the Ten Commandments of like it's exactly 10% that you give. And so I've actually been becoming a little more convicted on telling people to do the 10%. How do I say this? Because I encourage it. I encourage it wholeheartedly. But also to not have the quote unquote 10% as like a pressure thing if you can't pay your rent and you can't oh, pay yeah. your food for your family and all this. It's not like a a step to like the next step of God's favor. And I'm not saying you were saying it is. I just want to insert that because there are times in the past that Israelites gave more. And then there are also times now where we're just called to, if we can, put $5 in the plate while we're getting our ducks in a row. In my opinion, yeah. that does not mean you're going on a luxury vacation and not <laughs> donating and giving. But like, I want, I think sometimes there is an opposite. There are extremes as well of like, you have to so legalistically give the 10% when Paul does not say it's an exact 10%. So if you don't yeah. mind, I just wanted to insert that because I wholeheartedly do it and agree. But like, it's what I have decided between me and God. And it's not the straight commandment on that amount. If you yeah, that no, that that's in. cool. And I think you've nailed it on the head right there. It's something that you decided, like with the Lord, it's a mm-hmm. personal thing. And he looks at our heart. If he sees your 10%, but you're begrudgingly giving it, or it's coming out and you're not even thinking about it. I don't think he wants that. He wants us with a cheerful heart. You know, he wants us to, you know, we do this because we love him. It's not just because, oh, I guess I've got to do it, like to make yeah. you love me or, you know, be acceptable in your eyes. Like, it's not like that at all. But also a really tiny thing is you don't always have to put your tithe just straight into the general fund. You can actually be like, I see this new project at church and I want to put that money to it. And then I actually see it come to fruition. What a faith building aspect for you. Talk about not just like have your kids get to something they see come out of, but how often do we just give to the general fund and not see the actual outcome of an actual project? So like, That's true. Did you know, did you know that you don't have to just quote unquote, give your tithe just to whatever, like you can actually give it to something specific you want that you yeah. paid about, like how 
wholesome to almost be freed to know that you can do that and encourage you. So I don't know. I just think have fun with it. Have fun with money, with where it goes, with where it's saved, with what you spend, with whatever. And it'll encourage a mindset of peace and fun and stewardship to your kids is what I think. 100%. The next question I have is looking down the track, what tools do you think our kids need money-wise before they leave home? Oh my gracious. (laughs) (laughs) Just loving Jesus. I mean, that's that first step. Even if like you're like feeling pressured on this and it's like you get help them have that foundation, he can teach them more and the Holy Spirit can guide them more. Like don't stress over like I didn't tell them exactly how to invest and do this and that. Like it's really that. Now, if you want a next level, in my opinion, it's budgeting so they know where their money goes and they they can choose to spend their money as they leave home in places you would rather they didn't, but at least they know where it went. True. And then I do want to say next step is talking to your kids about the career stuff. Like I talk to college students and that's part of my, that well, is my business, but I would be the first to tell you college is not necessary to live a wholesome, godly life. Like there's so many other yeah. aspects you can do. So I'm not here to push college, but I am here to say Did you know that you can start experimenting with that and starting that early? I do want to throw this out there. I have a load of scholarships I've found that starts with like age 13 or 14 and like middle schoolers that start studying it and getting money for college. I have, I talked to a lot of homes. I mean, like some public schools could do this too, but I think there's just like an aspect of homeschooling that gives a plus to their own studying. There are courses called CLEP tests that students can study something on their own, like a certain type of history or algebra or whatever. And if they already did it in school, they can go take one of these tests and they can get three to six college credits for $100. Like that's insane. Wow. And they can, there's not like an age limit. So depending on how much your kid likes school or is self-motivated, they could start doing that in middle school or or high school or whatever. Not only can you just have a foundation of Jesus and of budgeting, but you can get started ahead with having debt-free college, which would set you up for a career trajectory of just like a debt-free lifestyle. You can set that up with now, or at least as they grow through like middle school, high school. So I just wanted to insert that and we don't have to probably not go deep on that in this episode. But (laughs) what I'm saying is there are steps to even start their career path now, but that's not super stressful. It's stuff they're already learning in high school. Don't like put extra classes and tests on them, you know? So it's Jesus budgeting, you know, the mindset around money. And then there are some ideas they could get started with college stuff. If you want more, that's on my podcast. So yeah, that's awesome. All right. So the next question I have is for the mama listening who doesn't know where to start with all things and is overwhelmed with money, what would you say to encourage her? I would say, are you even having daily time with Jesus? I know it's not the question that you had specifically asked. No, that's good. But literally, he is the one who would even help you arrange to even have time in your day. And you need time to think about what you're spending and have a budget and all this stuff. But even if that sounds like a pressure thing, I think that starting again with the mindset of what is prayer, it can be five minute walk of being like, God, I like that tree, you know, and also I'm stressed about this. And um, these are nice shoes. And oh, look at that neighbor. And like, it's literally sometimes when I don't know what to pray, I'm just like looking at things around me and just telling him about things. That is literally prayer reading one Bible verse and just being like, 
I don't even feel it, God. Like, I don't even feel encouraged. I don't feel connected to you. But I just read this one verse and I just asked that you'd make it a thing in my life and help me to want you more and to daily have time with you. That can literally be five minutes. And if you are not having five minutes with Jesus every day, you might start something in life like budgeting. And since it's not like an urgent thing, like your kid needs food, you know, like that's the urgent thing like that's in front of you, you know, then you might not continue it because you're not even on that foundation with Jesus. Like, honestly, mine has nothing to do with money. Like talking about getting your kids through college debt free goes back to your you know, teaching them stuff, which goes back to your mindset around money, which goes back to you having time, which goes back to honestly, you just need some Jesus time. So I say the number one start, I mean, you might be doing more than five minutes and it's not a legalistic five minutes, but I'm just saying like literally a five minutes of just like spouting whatever comes to the top of your head and reading one Bible verse, any consistent daily thing that is how you start getting anywhere with money is what I would say personally. But if you want like further, like I can do a next step beyond that. No, I love that. That is so cool. I love it how in our discussion today, it's always coming back to Jesus. And that's that's so true. Like a lot of Christians, as you mentioned before, you know, there is a, you know, money is evil, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But Jesus spoke about it how many times in the Bible? It was Mm -hmm. really important. And I love it how our conversation is always coming back to him because that's really what he wants, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And if you want, I can throw out an actual like money step. Go for it. You want that? Okay. I like the app. It's free. It's called Every Dollar. It's Dave Ramsey's budgeting app. And it's literally at the top. You put the income for the month that you're going to have. And remember, if this changes for some reason, you just go in and fix it later. So don't freak out. And then below it, you put what you think you'll need to spend on groceries and rent or mortgage and whatever. And then when you go spend money, when you go through the drive through when you go get gas, you literally spend 10 seconds looking at your receipt, logging it in your app, and then you throw the receipt away. That is how you get started with knowing where your money goes. And it might take you a little bit to get started. Set aside 15, 20 minutes to like actually set it up the first time. But like that is literally a quick, I logged it. I don't have to think about it later. And you go, you finish the end of the month and it's probably going to look like a mess because you forgot to put this in and you didn't readjust this. And But who cares? Don't even pressure yourself for the first, I'm going to say three months, I'm just making this up, but just for a while (laughs) to just like actually get it perfect. I just want you to have a habit of putting, of logging stuff. And then if you've gone a few months, there might be a next step of challenge of, okay, let's actually make sure we get everything in and actually stay on budget, you know, like, but it's just literally like that five minute habit of Jesus time a day, literally a habit of just receipt, logging, throw receipt away. And no pressure on getting it all perfect the first few months. Well, you're never going to get it perfect, but it's just literally a habit. It's a habit with Jesus. It's a habit of logging money organization. And then I'd say it's a habit of when you spend money with your kids, it's like, isn't it awesome that we have money to get ice cream and God supports us? And isn't it awesome that we can give? And isn't it awesome like this? It's just like a little tiny thing that's super low pressure. And if you forgot to do it that day, you just shrug your shoulders and you do it the next day. Like, it's like, it's fine. That is awesome. Every dollar app is free. (laughs) Sorry, what was it called? Every dollar. So it's basically that every dollar has its place. I love that. And do you know, I mean, I don't know if you need it, but do you know if you can share 
an account with someone if you share money with someone? I believe so. I think if you just have a login, then you just each can log in to that app. That sounds really cool. I'm totally checking that out. And honestly, I look at it a lot on my laptop. I mean, I know it makes sense to have it on your phone, but I don't know. I just, I'm usually working on my business and I think of something and I pull it up online. So if you just have the login, you can just go to it online. It's just like an email, like just get it on any device and just share it. Yeah. And then, you know, when your husband spent this money or that thing. And again, it's not a pressure to get it right the first several months. It's just the habit of writing it in somewhere. That is really cool. I really like that. I'm going to be totally using that. Okay. (laughs) Because we're at at a point in our finances where, you know, we were those people that you were talking about earlier where my husband, he has such a great gift of being generous. But at the end of the month, you're in the red. And I was like, we can't, we got to fix this, babe. Like, because I want to be generous too. But I think first and foremost, we need to make sure that we're good before we need to, you know, be dishing out money all over the show, which is, you know, our hearts is to give. So yeah, we're Mm -hmm. resetting finances and um, as painful as it is for him, because I'm definitely more of the financially minded one. And I'm like, this is fun. Like, this is great. And he's like, (laughs) this is hell. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I am one of those nerds. I'm like, I'm going to go do my budget for 20 minutes. I'm so excited. My parents are like, what did we raise? Like, (laughs) (laughs) hey, also, though, I I put I mean, I have times that I like set money to like give to church and whatever, but I'll actually put something in my budget that's like fun money, fun giving money. Like this is, of course, if you have enough money and food and rent and mortgage and whatever, but it's literally like $10 to pay for the person behind you, you know, like actually budget fun giving money and then. I mean, I'm not telling you personally what to do, but I mean, yeah, like, that's no. part of what you can budget. It's not just your budgeting for this, all that things you have to budget in ice cream money. You know, like that's what the budget yeah. is. It's fun. It's it's great. And so I love that you have that example because that's a great place to be from like a giving heart and a giving hand. You know, I love that. Good for you. Thank you so much, Cara. I've really enjoyed our conversation. I know that the listeners are going to get tons out of it. Can you share with the listeners where they can find out more about you? I would love that. Thank you. So I have a podcast called Money and Mental Peace. Um, That kind of goes together. As you have stability in your money, it ties into just a mental peace that you know you'll have enough for whatever next step in life. And it's kind of a cycle. And as you have more of that peace, then you can have enjoy your budget and all this other stuff. Now, I do mainly talk to college students. So my tagline and my goal is find God's path for college and graduate loan and debt free. And so, you know, if you want something specifically for any of your kids, your students, you know, college students or whatever listeners, I can help them walk through that. But there are also concepts of just like budgeting and just godly stewarding money mindset, you know, topics on there as well. And um, I can be found anywhere related to money and mental peace, you know, moneymentalpeace.com, money and mental peace on Instagram, that sort of thing. And I do like coaching and and have a course and whatnot. So I would love to hang out with y'all. That would be great. Oh, thank you so much. And I'll be sure to put all of those links in the description. Thanks for listening to Mama's Mission. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks, guys.
Hey mama, I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. Or better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. Be blessed, Mama.